So I hate our politics. Uh, so does everybody else. But we all engage in it because we think it's the other side that is causing it to be this way, I guess. Well, and once you're in a war, there's little time and room for uh, you know reaching out, I guess. I hope that if Trump loses, we at some point get away from... Uh, wait a second. What does the president think of it? Oh, he does? Well, then I'm against it, regardless. The president is is. for petting puppies lovingly. Well, then I say kick them. Or the reverse. I hope that we can get away from that. I don't don't know if our culture is going to change on that or not. But So he came out on the balcony, takes off his mask, and then he is a little over and he says, don't be afraid of the COVID, and people lost their minds or whatever. But anyway, so this happened. The Great Barrington Declaration came out this week. You probably haven't heard about this because it doesn't... I hate to say fit the media narrative, but it doesn't fit the media narrative. What Trump said is actually correct, according to about 5,000 medical and health scientists and practitioners from around the world that put out a statement this week to try to say, hey, to the world, we've got to learn to live with the COVID. Don't be afraid of COVID. What the president said is basically what they're saying. Organized by a Harvard guy, an Oxford guy, and a Stanford guy. And again, 2,300 medical and health scientists and 2,500 practitioners. What did they say, among other things, in this declaration? They described their approach as focused protection, but it's essentially what Sweden has done, and even the World Health Organization is now recommending many European leaders, including French President Emmanuel Macron are slowly embracing it, though it still remains heresy on the American left because Trump's for it. Right. The collateral damage from government lockdowns include lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular disease outcomes, fewer cancer screenings, and deteriorating mental health, leading to greater excess mortality in years to come, with the working class and younger members of society carrying the heaviest burden. Keeping students out of school is a grave injustice, the Declaration says. Keeping these measures in place until a vaccine is available will cause irreparable damage, with the underprivileged disproportionately harmed, by the way. Reams of public health data and medical literature agree. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention estimates that there have been almost 100,000 non-COVID excess deaths this year. Wow. Including 40-some thousand from cardiovascular conditions, about 11,000 from diabetes, and 3,700 from cancer, many due to government shutdowns of non-essential medical care. Public health survey also shows depression levels, substance abuse, and drug overdoses have spiked amid rising unemployment. A quarter of 18 to 24-year-olds in June said they had increased substance use to cope with the the pandemic. We're going to listen to the experts. Okay. Listen to all the experts. Right. Pediatricians have reported a worrying rise in child abuse and accidental injuries from school closures, which have resulted in a stunted learning and emotional growth. I know that's happening with my kids, not the um, abuse, but the stunted learning and emotional growth. Stunted learning and emotional growth of our children, who, by the way, are at nearly zero risk from the COVID. Yes, I know they could spread it to Grandma. Keep them away from Grandma. A new st- Have them draw Grandma a picture and get back to school. A new Stanford study finds that students across 19 states in the spring lost from 57 to 183 days of learning and reading and 136 to 230 days of learning in math. Boy, I don't know how you ever make that up. You probably don't. As the great Barrington authors explain, vulnerability to death from COVID-19 is more than a thousandfold higher in the old and infirm than the young. Indeed, for children, COVID-19 is less dangerous than many other harms, including the flu. 67 children under age 15 in the U.S. have died from COVID-19. Only 67. Our goal should therefore be to minimize mortality and social harm until we reach herd immunity, they write. 
That means protecting the elderly and high-risk individuals, for instance, frequent testing of nursing home staff, but also reopening schools, colleges, restaurants, and businesses with reasonable precautions. The virus isn't going away even if Joe Biden wins. This is the Wall Street Journal saying this. Uh, and perhaps not even with a vaccine. Better treatments and protocols have improved outcomes enormously. Um, we we should link the entire piece that all these doctors signed on to. It's called the Great Barrington Declaration again, and it was a an Oxford dude, a Stanford dude, and a Harvard dude that put it together. These well, and the signatories are a who's who right. of enormous respect. You in the world of medicine, you should no longer get away with anything within a hundred miles of saying I follow the science or listen to the experts. That is, I almost said bull. I almost said the word. I wish you that had. is complete bull s. That yeah. is complete bull s. I hear that coming out of your mouth, Gavin Newsom or Nancy Pelosi or whoever. You're freaking lying to me and my kids when you say we're following the experts, we're following the science. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah. You're following the ones that fit in with the Trump's bad because he's for it crowd, which is just as disingenuous as practically anything that's happened in my life. Destroying businesses, kids not learning, people dying. Right. And as it as as these scientists point out, it's the underprivileged, you're supposedly the champion of this crowd, that are getting hurt the most. I can afford, I got my kid into a different school at great expense so right. he can be in class, but not everybody can do that. And what's interesting is the whole the underprivileged and minorities argument is so often thrown around as an excuse for the government to take more control. This is an argument for the government to control less, to let those people live their lives, to let our people live their lives, make our living and the rest of it. Meanwhile, I flipped to CNN on the way into work just out of habit just to see what they're jabbering about. I might as well just burn myself with a cigarette instead. But I, I flipped to CNN. It is a nonstop orgy of fear-mongering. They literally, their business model is to make you as afraid as you possibly can be. Yeah. In defiance of all, uh, you know, the statistics and the reality of the thing. That's the media, and the media does what it does, and I hate it. But the government officials that are continuing to go along with the, you can't have your business open. Attorney General Barr was right. It's the greatest theft of freedom since slavery in this country. You can't open your business. You can't send your kid to school. That's just incredible. You can't make a living, and your kids can't learn, because I say so. Armstrong and Getty. 